0: people to a brand new year at cinema de More, and technically a new season we're going to consider this season two five years after we've already (laughs) been doing the podcast (laughs) season one's going to end up being 200 and some episodes plus special episodes so like over 300 episodes for season one and then season two will be 20 episodes (laughs) (laughs) hopefully But we're trying something new after this long year of directors and everything. We're just having a hangout episode where really anything goes. We're not talking about anything specific. I'll ask some questions about our hopes and our dreams. Not just goals for next year, but kind of looking back on the last year and favorite movies, probably. Our favorite episodes.
1: What's your favorite scary movie?
0: The Shining.
1: That's not a scary movie. (laughs)
0: are you gonna kill me uh randy in scream 2 says showgirls, so i guess that's my answer
1: <laughs> it's a good answer
0: so being in party mode i'm drinking jameson
1: with pepsi
0: i'm not on anything else
1: are supposed to drink that with coke isn't that like the whole point
0: i have coke but i like pepsi
1: i do too coke is gross i
0: can switch it up doesn't matter it's a weird battle pepsi is definitely sweeter than
1: Coke. See, I disagree. I guess the other way around.
2: So you're wrong. <laughs> Pepsi <laughs> is way sweeter. But I think that sweeter. they're both good.
1: I think Pepsi's way sweeter too.
2: Pepsi's tastes sweeter than Mountain Dew does. No. Yeah. I Definitely
0: think Pepsi's the sweeter. And if I did a blindfold test and you gave me one Pepsi and one Coke, I could definitely tell the difference between the two of them. <laughs> but I'm not like mad when I go somewhere and I say, "Can I have a Coke?" And they're like, "We only have Pepsi
1: here." I'm not like,
0: "God damn it, fuck!" And I'm flipping, <laughs> flipping over tables and shit i can
1: deal with the fountain but coke from a can that really hurts my stomach like really bad but pepsi i'm okay with
0: coke does a lot of good flavors though they have coke
1: Uh, vanilla coke with orange no mountain dew do the best flavors
0: i would almost argue dr pepper does better than both but that's just me
1: i had the fruitcake flavored mountain dew this year and it was really good the gingerbread man last year it was really gross and it looked like cum literally like it's you gross.
0: definitely talked yourself out of mountain dew having the best flavors
1: <laughs> man that mountain dew spark that's out right now that's like my favorite thing the like pink lemonade one it's so good
0: this last may friday the 13th our buddy poncho got married and i was in the wedding and when i went to the hotel in the beginning which was basically just hanging out for no reason at all we didn't really do anything I found out that his one friend, Jonathan, was, like, soda enthusiast, and he would drive distances to get limited Mountain Dews that only this place sold or that place I do sold. that. And was giving that. me, like, the history of these sodas. And he turned me on to, I think it was just called Dark Berry, the Dr. Pepper Dark Berry. It was really good.
1: There's this Hawaiian chain called L&L. I don't know if you have that there or not. I don't think
2: you do. We have all the Hawaiian chains. Yeah, Southwest PA is, like hawaiian central
1: really i had no idea i really wouldn't have thought that because like i didn't get turned on to hawaiian food until i moved to vegas because they have they call it the ninth island so i got used to like eating hawaiian food there and then we came here and the only thing we can find is like an l&l they have a goji berry and lime mountain dew it's like one of the best mountain dews i've ever had i'm
3: between
0: you and chuck i am half healthy
1: is chuck unhealthy or, or very
0: healthy he's the exerciser of the group oh i exercise too chuck's like sprinted a mile did this did that and i'm like holy shit chuck jesus yeah Christ. you're
1: definitely the middle because i'm like probably the most unhealthy <laughs> <laughs> so is that during the whale or just in general although the whale hasn't happened yet that's in the future yeah we
0: recorded one of our first episodes for January, for this month, was The Whale. And I'm not finished with it, but putting the whole episode together, it's a really good episode. It reminds me of, and I think we released it on Cinema de Mori at some point because it was originally on another podcast, but me and Chuck did a review of There Will Be Blood. And the conversation kind of moves like that. There's a lot of critique. And it kind of follows the story pretty well, like the There Will Be Blood episode.
1: That's such a good movie. It's one of my favorite movies. Yeah, I
0: mean, we did this old podcast for the love of cinema, me and Grayson. It didn't work out. Like, anytime I did something with somebody else, like There Will Be Blood, Chuck came over. I said, well, let's just do an episode. And we decided to do it on that. We just sat there, went over the movie, and I was like, Chuck, this is the best episode (laughs) on this podcast so far from just the two of us and he agreed and it was it was very good it was very informative
1: did you ever listen to the serpent in the rainbow episode that was just me and chuck yes it was an excellent episode
0: it's an okay episode it didn't have me in it (laughs) it was a good episode i actually think the episodes without me but it's just a psychological (laughs) thing or better
1: no it was like i was like me and chuck had like a really good strong conversation in the episode we didn't stop there were no breaks it was like it's good it's good flow
0: I do like the end. You were talking about editing it. You're like, not my problem. That's going to be Justin's problem. (laughs) There was no difficulties that I can remember. Who knows? Mixing the podcast, I run into some problems, which end up being like background noise or like static. Like there's been a few times with Chuck where he's got really weird feedback. And there's been times with you, Lexi, where you're just breathing really heavily in the microphone. And I'm like, oh, man, I got to go. I got to go edit this all out.
1: I sound like a fat kid. When we
0: did the whale, no one that listens will hear it. But I'm talking, and you're just like,
1: (laughs) You should leave it in. So it's like a fat guy, like, breathing in the background. (laughs) Waves splashing and heavy breathing. (laughs) It's about right.
0: I think I'd like to do a Hangout episode every once in a while. It doesn't have to be. A routine thing but it's nice to not have to do any sort of research and just get together and talk
1: you could do an episode like on our show your old show yeah my old show the three deemers
0: the better show no not really if it was a better <laughs> show why would you come on
3: our show
1: Exactly. We would do our fourth episode would be a discussion. It would just be a discussion about whatever the subject of our month was or something like that. And just kind of going over things, which on the editing side of things, that still created like four episodes a month that you had to episode. Uh, I, I find it
0: interesting, though, that you had no conversations at all. No discussions until that fourth episode.
1: What do you mean by that? I'm just being goofy because
0: you were like uh. our fourth episode. We had a discussion. <laughs> (laughs) Like as if the other episodes, there's no talking whatsoever.
1: My, my initial concept (laughs) with that, especially early, like when you listen to the very first few episodes, like I just had a discussion about film critics. I had just a discussion about the film tropes, I think need to end things like that. So it did become more oriented as I went on kind of thing. But there are topics in the industry that are things that you want to talk about that don't really have anything to do with one particular film or whatever. And you're always like, welcome to have those kind of conversations, those every once in a while go in and have like an industry discussion as opposed to a discussion about did, a specific uh, film. some
0: topic episodes and especially when we came back from the pandemic and we started doing everything remotely i think how, chuck how many episodes do you think it was until we covered a movie like four or five yeah probably we were just doing film preservation and stuff
1: like that it gets really interesting i've said before there are there are many films many many films that we covered on both here and my old podcast especially on my old podcast i gave information about each film at the start of it you end up reading the history of these movies and like the process of getting them made and the difficulties that they faced and stuff like that a lot of times the story of the film is more interesting than the actual film on many films I would love a movie made about H.B. Halaki and what he went through to make Gone in 60 Seconds. That would be a better film than Gone in 60 Seconds. And I'm talking the original, not the Nick Cage one.
0: And I would make one on the Nick Cage
1: movie. There is a documentary about it. I would make a better one.
0: (laughs) The making of doesn't count.
1: It wasn't a making of. It was something about it. It was a difficult film to get made to, the remake. That's The thing is that H.B. Uh, halicki's wife ties everything up. She makes everything really difficult, so she's, she's a cunt. You're <laughs> Can't not allowed talk to about
0: sexist her, on our podcast.
1: Not because she's a woman. She's just a cunt. Mm-hmm. She's a man. She'd be a cunt, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Gone in 60 seconds. That's a movie I'll make us talk about at some point.
0: That's fine. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff. After a yeah. free-for-all month, you do a takeover. You're curating a entire month in February. <laughs> so I'm thinking something interesting about a takeover month, but honestly, we can't do another takeover month until Chuck decides to do one, because I've already done one.
2: What well, was yours? I think Planet of the Apes, right? Oh, were you considering that? I was thinking you were considering Tarantino. Oh,
0: that was so long ago, I don't even remember.
2: Did your two months of Tarantino.
0: Sometimes I'm like, does everybody want to do this? And everybody does, so it doesn't matter.
1: I don't think there'll ever be anything that you'll present to me that I'll say no to. It doesn't because like,
0: all Chuck has to do is say yes to it, and then it's a done deal.
1: The only thing I won't cover is Harry Potter.
0: Well, then you'll have a break, because me and Chuck will.
1: I don't think that you guys should either. And why <laughs> like, is you that? Just... Because it's a complicated conversation. And you're but... not
0: ready to have one?
1: I don't know. I, I mean i feel like i'm telling you what to do and that's not what i'm trying to do but
0: i think honestly you have the opportunity to to talk about these movies and talk about the creator in any way that you want
1: she's a bad person and the thing is is that like it's not the same as like someone who's a bad act like a bad person who's an actor who shows up in some movies like you don't necessarily have to support them. But like when someone is a creator of something and they're that heavily involved in their work and they have a say in literally every single aspect of it, like there wasn't one thing that was done at the universal parks that she did not like personally like approve. She said it had to go exactly this way. It has to be done this way. Like she's involved in all aspects of it. And like, she's a turf and a turf is a, Trans exclusionary radical feminist. And so it's an idea of that I don't belong and I don't exist. And she fights very hard against trans rights. She fights very hard against trans people. And her Twitter has become like a cesspool of just like anti LGBTQ rhetoric. And it's like, I get like, you're like, well, separate her from harry potter and it's like i don't think you can i don't think you can separate jk rowling from harry I mean, potter you have,
0: like daniel radcliffe's a prime example he spoke out against her he's the star in all the movies
1: sure but she's she's more heavily involved in it and i think like spending because it's gonna take Well, cut out every harvey
0: weinstein movie you cut out a lot
1: dude he's a terrible person uh, yeah that's why i brought
0: that's why he was my example
1: but i, I once again like you're not wrong on Weinstein. Like, like that's the conversation that I but was going to...
0: But you won't have that conversation if
3: you're
1: not on the episode. Okay, but and like... I
0: think that your perspective matters.
1: I'm like the Mary Poppins
0: of podcasting. I'm like...
1: I feel like if I go and I tell my trans group that I'm covering the Harry Potter movies on my podcast, they would ask me, why would you ever give her the latest... So that's what I was saying was that like...
0: But how many like okay, you're a big YouTube person. There's so many videos I see. Mostly superhero stuff. It drives me crazy. These people spend hours and hours and hours and hours and hours tearing down things that they absolutely hate. And you can talk about the franchise.
1: They're making money off of that. Who's making money off of it? The people making those videos. They make money. Yeah, off but it. like monetization. Warner Brothers
0: isn't making money off of the No, video no, no, that's no, bitching about them. No, no. It's no. totally okay to bitch about them because if you want to, I mean, they're not doing any of these Fantastic Beast movies anymore because it's like a one two punch with J.K. Rowling and Isaac Miller. But at the same time, they didn't make any money because the way that they, they released the thing. So.
1: Okay, like everybody told us, well, me anyway, and they said I should say it to you, but it, it was not relevant. But everybody told us that we can't cover. Spike Lee, right? Because we're a bunch of white people. And I was like, I don't think it's fair that we can't have that conversation. But when I was a white heterosexual male, it was easier to have that conversation because we're not part of it. But we also tend to like step into spaces that we don't necessarily belong in and have those kind of conversations. And we don't have to think about the consequences of solidarity that come along with it, if that makes sense. But once you get part of a group whether it's by choice or not and you start becoming part of that group like on a larger scale and it becomes like more of a part of your life and because i've never been a group person i'm not someone who follows that kind of stuff but i feel like now as time is going on and stuff i'm like it wouldn't be respectful to me for me as a trans woman to spend a like two months talking about harry potter even if i go into it to be negative because the thing is is that i don't necessarily I, I don't like harry potter anyway so straight up i'm like i'm already not a fan but it's still a film series that people love and cherish and it's not right for me to come in and shit all over something that you love and cherish because this is like this is a greater discussion that i wanted to have later on i wasn't going to try to like push for it right now but when you start listening like when you engage with something and you love that thing like okay like like i was saying to you like i love kanye west's music i've been really into kanye since i've been like getting more into him recently before all of like him really going off the deep i mean he's always gone off the deep end a little bit here and there but like he's clearly lost his mind
0: like seven years ago and he still seems to go off farther and farther
1: but his music is like i'm music is really important to me and it's actually like more important to me than film in a lot of ways. Like, I really love music. It's really there. And uh, uh, Kanye's music is, like, genuinely some of the greatest music I've ever heard. Michael Jackson is some of the greatest music I've ever heard. Like, what am I supposed to do with this stuff? Like, these guys are generational artists who, like, what have you. Like, they've, they've made some of the greatest art in the world. And they're pedophiles and fucking anti-Semites. And they're fucking Harry Potter over here with her, like... Being a fucking turf and creating like one of like the most beloved series like ever. In
0: books like the Transfiguration, where people become other people and change genders and shit in the stories. So that you have a lot of people that relate to it. And then yeah, and she she, she said, I don't get that. Like, what? Like you wrote yeah. this? It's fantasy. We know it's fantasy, but <laughs> your themes and everything don't really line up with your views, and we find that strange. But I feel like you take your voice off the table if you don't want to talk about it. Even James, that was on the podcast. Anything with Mel Gibson, he was just like, "Nope, I hate him. I don't want to dis- discuss him."
1: He's one of the most talented people I've ever seen. Honestly, like one of the greatest directors I've ever seen in my entire life. I guess Every I have film. The
0: biggest problem with the selective nature of of what people are upset about because you can find some extreme person in every aspect that I'm say, saying is like the worst of the worst and be okay with it. Oh, he's, you know, racist or something, but I love HP Lovecraft, but it's okay. People were racist back. You know what I mean? Like why wouldn't you cut off everything? The minute you find out, because it's tiresome to even know you're enjoying something, and people are like you can't enjoy that anymore. And you're like, Why? And you're like, Well, the person did this, and you're like, Oh shit, I'm not up to date on that. So
1: I feel like so much of like what I love and care about are things made by terrible people. <laughs> but and so it's like, What am I supposed to do with those things? What am I supposed to do? With Talk about those- them. I don't like Harry Potter anyway, but I I mean the greater discussion is like oh, You don't have
0: to be like, "Ooh, oh, you have to you could be like, I didn't like this because of this." And if as long as you have good reasoning, there's a good discussion there.
1: How is it good entertainment for you to sit there and just listen to me be negative? That's
0: what you do. I don't know. People still <laughs> listen
1: to the podcast. That's that's <laughs> what I do. I'm just negative? Yes. Y- do you really think that? No. Okay. But you know that you can be. Well,
0: and I don't think you're like, I'm changing it to be super positive so people will listen to the podcast.
1: Everything comes from a place of honesty.
0: No, it doesn't. No? With us? You said everything.
1: Everything I do comes oh. from a place of honesty on this show.
0: Well, that sounds like a lie. Yeah? I mean, I would imagine your intentions are good.
1: I don't lie about anything on here, I have no reason to.
0: Yeah, we've had liars on the podcast before. <laughs> we have
1: like my my feelings are my feelings i express my feelings very openly i'm a very emotional person so and i talk a lot there's that you get you get a lot of I don't out of see me
0: harry potter in the near future to, you know even be discussed but maybe down the line it will be
1: the thing with harry potter and me it's not I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm agreeing with you about the conversation because the conversation is there and it's important and I can what have you about it. But I feel like it's disrespectful to the community that I'm now a part of if I actually actively engage in and discuss it. I can talk to my group, see what they honestly think.
0: Me and Steph were at Barnes and Noble this evening, the night that we're recording, and one of her books were there under whatever that name whatever her fucking pen name is and Steph's like why does she release stuff under that pen name and I'm like probably because she's a hateful person and people won't buy her stuff when they see her name on it I don't know (laughs) who else is doing it like even Stephen King doesn't do it anymore his Richard Bachman thing was because he said that it looked bad to release more than one book a year
1: and he wanted to try different styles and they didn't want to like have Stephen King putting out science fiction or what have you because they, real- they made him a horror writer.
0: So. I don't know. The craziest shit that he does is still has his name on it.
1: The Bachman stuff is his best work, hands down. I love his Bachman works. Did you ever read The Regulators? That one's fucking yeah. awesome.
0: I, I know I haven't favorites. read everything, but I, I do try to dip back. I think probably from like the 2000s on I've read everything new, minus some of the short stories I haven't Read all the books. I'm a little back.
1: back That's a movie I really want them to make. Is the Regulators? They did Desperation, and it wasn't very good, even though it had Ron Perlman as the sheriff. Like, well, that's usually
0: how these things go. They whatever you want to be made sucks, and then whatever you don't even give a shit about ends up being really good. But I think the magic with that, as as at least with filmmaking, it seems like the novellas or the shorter stories end up being the better movies. Oh, yeah. I I mean, there uh, are whole books like Misery is a great movie.
1: Two of his best works that were translated into films were Shawshank Redemption and uh, Green Mile. Green Mile's got mild aspects of fantasy to it, like mysticism. But they're pretty grounded in reality stories, both of them, about prisons. Uh,
0: There's a supernatural guy that can heal people. What the hell are you talking about?
1: Does he heal people? I thought it was just kind of a is he or isn't he discussion.
0: He fucking sucks that like bad out of people and then releases it like through, I don't even know what you want to call it. It's been like so long since I saw
1: something. it. All I remember is the Tom Hanks not being able to piss his stones out.
0: John Coffey heals somebody and then he's always like, I don't feel good, boss. I'm going to go to sleep. The nicest person. And and the reason it that you probably forget about the supernatural stuff is... Because he's such a good person that when they kill him, it's like the most upsetting thing in that movie. Right. They're like, he didn't do the crime, he's actually a legitimately good person, and we're going to kill him. Like, everyone's going to have to kill him, because it's their job, even though they know that it's wrong.
1: Tom Hanks is, like, built for films from that era. Like, that time period. He's, like, just perfect for that stuff.
0: You don't think he's perfect in everything?
1: No, not at all. But like, I hear that new Pinocchio he's in is a real piece of shit.
0: Well, hopefully, the movie that I did with Imoto is pretty good. I don't know.
2: How do you? That looks like a weird movie too. The
0: trailer didn't sell me, and I still haven't watched A Man
2: Called. The trailer's not selling me at all. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's going to be really good. I actually do want to see
1: that one. Looks like my kind of movie.
0: I think that it will be good, but the trailer didn't like wow me. Like the trailer didn't have like any funny one-liners, or like everything felt real out of context, and nothing was funny.
2: Yeah, it's just like this guy's a jerk. Go see this movie, and I'm like, I, yeah, you're not making me want. But to. I,
0: but from that, from the people that worked on that movie with me, they said that it was testing very well with audiences. We don't get it locally until like a week or so from now. It was released at least last year, so that it can contend for award season. I'll tell you this: it's an angrier Tom Hanks or a meaner Tom Hanks than you're used to i'm here for
1: that <laughs> chuck how do you feel about the subject i was talking about earlier
2: the which one that the, was very
1: the, big. the like being a trans person and covering perry potter and like covering the works of people who are ill begotten and how you feel about that and if you can or can't or
2: I feel like anyone can cover anything you got to do what you think is right I will say that like but probably agree a little bit with Justin that it's almost I feel like it's almost the opposite to just shut things off and just not engage with them because that almost feels like it's almost giving more control of that thing over your life to say like well I'll just ignore it and not engage with it at all like it doesn't exist whereas I feel like it would be a more meaningful positive experience to say again even if you don't like the things in it or to say like I don't like the person that makes it to at least give those reasons why. Well, I
1: don't know if it's you don't like. It's that they're a bad person. Do you keep supporting their work if they're a bad person?
0: Take this for example. I thought Baby Driver was a great movie. And basically the two leads are like mixed up in all this sexual assault allegations. And they've been on trial and or at least accused of things. I don't know, maybe Edgar Wright will be one of those people down the road, and he'll do something and we'll find out about it. But at the point, he did create that. And even if he's the... And even if it's something like you know Harvey Weinstein, we brought him up, he produces it. Or a terrible person directs it. There's still a crew of like 200 plus people that have
1: probably... Well, that's that's what I was
2: going to say with Weinstein. We've covered like Roman Polanski. We've done a few of his movies and like he's a pretty yeah. terrible person. Again, I'm not gonna, uh, you know. We discussed. I think we just did two. I think we just did Chinatown and uh, maybe Chinatown's the only one we've done. I of think his? that's the
0: only one that we've okay, touched. Okay,
2: so that that might be the only one. And I mean, I wouldn't be against doing more of his. Again, he is a terrible person. I don't. I wouldn't support anything that he personally has done. But I can't deny that I I love noir and neo noir films. That Chinatown's one of the, if not probably the greatest neo noir film ever made. So to 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 go into a discussion and be like, hey, we're gonna talk about neo noir films except Chinatown. We're never gonna talk about that film. <laughs> would be like, let's talk about the best. It's a, it's films such a weird, time,
0: but not include Rosemary's Baby. Yeah,
2: yeah, but not include yeah, not include like some of these films because of one thing. It gets it gets harder. I almost kind of like the way you talked about music's almost more, that's a lot more specifically of a one person thing where it's very easy to be like, Oh, well, I mean, it was just Kanye West working on that. Like I could exclude that from, you know, because he's the sole person, but when it becomes a film is like Justin was saying, there's like 300 people working on that film. It's like, are we never going to talk about that film because of just the one guy or the one person slightly associated with it uh then it starts it's i think it's just the because of the way film is more collaborative than almost any other art form that it becomes harder to separate one person out of thousands sometimes especially on like something like this that ran for how many years that i'm sure it's probably up to like hundreds if not a thousand people that have worked on these films and like one person makes it so that it's becomes impossible that's why to when touch.
1: you bring up Weinstein Weinstein was a producer and Weinstein also had a stranglehold on things like I've watched Weinstein make or break people like throughout his entire career like he's destroyed people because he just didn't want them to succeed in any kind of way like nobody liked him and nobody wanted to deal with him that's not I'm not like supporting it but like Weinstein also like didn't make those movies his company produced them. He wasn't a director. He doesn't have anything under his belt that well, he Sometimes the things that they would
0: distribute distri- like they would a lot of people would make a lot of money off of it or if you're a new filmmaker at Sundance like you want at the, in you know the 90s you would want Weinstein's to buy up your right. movie and distribute
1: I- there's been a lot of discussion with that, like, did they sign a deal with the devil? Did they whatever? But, like, I can't...
0: Some people like Tarantino, he he denies that he knew, like, anything about Weinstein's, like...
1: Tarantino's creeping. not a good person at all, so it doesn't matter either what, way. What, is
0: he, what has he done that's bad?
1: He's, he's ignorant, and I hear he's been sexual with people on sets, which isn't surprising, his stuff with the his thinking he's a black person is pretty ignorant. You got to see that thing with him on the Breakfast Club, man. That's the funniest thing I've ever seen. It's the day he shot himself in the foot really, really hard.
0: I mean, I'm reading you... his I'm reading his book, and from a young age, like six, he his mom is only dating black guys, and these guys are taking him out to black cinema and. I'm not saying that, like, it gives him a right, but it's, like, that is what he literally was exposed to and grew up with as a child.
1: Well, like, okay. Look at somebody like Eminem, right? Eminem clearly works in a black medium. He's aware he works in a black medium. The content that he creates is horribly offensive. He says some shit, like, and I'm an Eminem fan, but, like, he says some shit in his music that, like, I sit and I look at and I'm like, I know why people were mad at him back in the day. And I, I completely understand the lines that he crossed, but like the level of respect and the line that he never crossed was anything relating to the black community and anything relating to the black industry because he's aware of who he is and what he is in it. And even though all he does is work with black people and that's been a big part of his whole life. And he talks about like what it was like being a white kid who listens to rap in like the eighties and nineties and like the shit that he had to go through and the, the ignorance that was, he faced, he never uses, you know, the N word. He never thinks of himself that way. He always knows in the back of his head that he is an outsider inside of a world that he doesn't belong in and so he has to continuously maintain that level of respect and Tarantino doesn't well, get
0: that. I've seen 8 Mile. He he wasn't a part of that community. He was in the white white trash community. He knew what he was.
1: But I'm saying, you get what I'm saying? Like it's about understanding that there's a certain degree of like you can you can work with and you can show respect and you can like and appreciate, but you you're not part of. And you need to find that like line to understand that you're like that's why spike lee gets so mad at him i think is that he spike lee realizes that tarantino doesn't understand that line and that's why he gets frustrated because he's like i don't like you because of these reasons it's not necessarily because he just wants to beef with him but like he's trying to explain to him and then he's just fighting back with him and saying i know i know it's like but you don't know and you're constantly stepping on that line and that's why
0: who says i know i know
1: tarantino tarantino's like i know well, he doesn't
0: uh, he says you're wrong and it's here's Samuel all jackson to back me up and Samuel all jackson walks in and he's like tarantino is not
1: racist and then because <laughs> yeah, he's got out. a black he's got black friends of course he's not racist
0: well he's made some of the better best movies with the guy
1: yeah <laughs> i wasn't talking about his filmmaking i was talking about him as a person And where he doesn't understand lines. When
0: you're going back to Spike Lee, he was talking specifically about his movies.
1: Because Spike Lee doesn't think that he should be utilizing the content. The way that he writes his movies, he's not of that world. And he's like, you got to stop.
0: But like, take something like Django Unchained. He uses the N-word in a derogatory way that they would have back in the day. Right, it's different. the, The anger and the revenge story.
1: I remember hearing about Leonardo DiCaprio being like so sick to his stomach when he had to say the, the, the N-word in that, that movie. Probably and made was, up. He
0: probably He really loved it or something.
1: Right? Well, I'll tell you, he performed it really well. He was one of the best parts of that movie.
0: But yeah, I, I definitely... You're making me think of that... I, I'm going to have to watch it before the end of the year because it's a 2022 movie and I'm trying to see as many as I can. I've not watched Elvis yet, but I have seen the scene with Tom Hanks and he's like, they're playing Elvis on the radio and they're like, he's white. And they're like, he's white. <laughs> and it's just like this crazy
3: <laughs> minute long
0: video of everyone being like, <laughs> like amazed that he's a white guy. And um, it's so cartoonish, it. but I, I have to see it.
1: So that's another one. Elvis is a horrible human being. He's just a terrible person all well, around you
0: before the podcast. we talking about the Sopranos who is based off of a terrible human being not based off of, him, but he is the main character is a, is a terrible a terrible person. human being. Absolutely. Terrible. Yeah. Interesting person. Uh, interesting person doesn't mean that they have to be a good, good person.
1: No, but Tony Soprano is a fictional character and, you know, Kanye West is a real person and, these people are real people. So, like, I
0: mean, I can tell the difference between a real person and a fictional character.
1: Well, yeah, but like, what do you do? What do you do with the material that you like and you care about when it's made by such awful people? Like, do you give up on it? Do you walk away from it? What if you have cherished memories think you surrounding can. it? I
0: mean, I think the only response that you actually can have is. The future works of that person. Do you continue to support that person or not?
1: See, I think that's fair. So you can just, like, like remember the good times all, and Woody just Allen. kind of... Woody
0: Allen is an excellent director. And people were still working with him after these allegations against him. And even, like, Timothy Chalamet worked with him. And that movie got shut down when people were, like, fucking angry about it. But all these people, all these actors... Big actors were still working with the guy.
1: See, I don't get that. Like, I'm like, you know what? When the allegations come out, that's when you walk away. Because, like, I, I actually question the actors who don't stop working with them after the allegations come out more than I do the individual who has the problems. I'm like, if you know this guy's problematic, why do you keep working with them? And why do you keep putting yourself in that position? And then it makes you question them. What's their stance on things? How do they feel about this stuff?
0: Yeah, I, and I think it's almost too much, like... I'll talk about it. I mean, if it's in the news and it's it's known, I'll have a discussion about it. But at the same time, sometimes it's so fucking hard to keep up with that stuff.
1: It's like Woody Allen is like known pedophile, makes a ton of movies about dating underage girls, and then married his adopted daughter in this weird what whatever the, i mean the stuff that why is known,
0: the stuff that he is known is uncomfortable but not illegal and the stuff that you have been told has gone gone on hasn't been proven and it's not a defense for the guy it's just
1: i just don't know why you'd keep working with them i feel like no but then there are people like the guy who made uh um... like
0: amazon had a four picture film deal with him they made one of the movies or two of the movies before there was public outrage and they, they cut him off. Like they had already okay. made the deal with the guy.
1: Think about the guy who made boondock saints completely opposite too. guy was a bartender who wrote a play or I'm sorry, wrote a script sold it to the Weinsteins was like, this movie is going to be great. Everybody wanted to work on it, had like a huge cast It was the guy's very first film with the directors and actors he's working with. And he talked shit to Weinstein. And Weinstein was like, I'm going to destroy this guy. And this guy made Boondock Saints and never made another movie again. Uh, He made Boondock Saints
0: too. But he also was a horrible person to like all the actors and everything too. Like they've talked that he was like full of it. And did you see the documentary about it? No, but I've seen Boondock Saints 2 All Saints Day. And I think (laughs) whatever boondock saints was was a happy accident i don't think that that guy was skilled i think he was lucky
1: chuck did you see the documentary about the guy who made boondock saints do you know what i'm talking about that that's something you guys should see like that's one of the craziest movies i've ever seen it's like the story about the guy who made it and how carvey weinstein completely like crippled and destroyed his career because <laughs> he talks shit he talks shit about weinstein like right off the bat And weinstein's like you're done you have no career but it's a beloved film so if the guy's an asshole to work with but the, he made this like great great movie that's still beloved today like that's cult why classic part
0: two
1: but it took forever for them to do that even though so they lost their momentum I mean two probably still would have had success because people loved Boonstock Saints so much that they were happy to see more of it kind of thing, but it came too but late. why is the
0: first one so good? Like, it's... I don't know. I don't even really think it's that over good. really drama Like, the best thing about it is Willem Dafoe, because he's yeah. fucking insane.
1: I don't think it's a great movie. I'm he not helped, a fan at all. Like,
0: he makes the, the worst acting more tolerable in that movie.
1: You got Jeremy Rein- Reiner. Renner? Renner. Reiner. Isn't he in that one? I thought he's one of the... Isn't that what the guy from. <laughs> Shut the fuck up.
0: <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about.
1: The, g- the guy from Hurt Locker, isn't he in boot dogs, Boondock scenes? That... No. I thought it was. I don't even know who's in it, then, Other than Willem Dafoe when he's dancing around he crime scenes. In it and
0: he didn't do anything big until Walking Dead. And uh, what was it? Sean Michael Murphy or something? The other guy?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Sean Patrick
0: Flannery I just said a bunch of, I was racist I just said a bunch of Irish yeah, yeah, names Yeah you're just
2: throwing a bunch of Irish <laughs> names <laughs> he, uh, he, He's popped up in a right lot of order.
0: things but he's always like a guest star on a TV show you know
2: He was in what Saw 6 or 7 mm-hmm. I think 7 He's like the, the main character in that That's like the only other thing I can ever remember him from is uh, Saw 7
0: It was definitely 7 because it was one of the ones that weren't good
2: it wasn't the yeah, i wasn't the it wasn't the worst one which is which five is five. definitely
0: the worst one i i never had a Five's movie where i had two one. people fighting and i'm like i can't tell the difference between the killer and the detective i don't know who is <laughs> yeah. who
2: god they give them the same haircut they you dress have the, the same
0: bowl cut and <laughs> it's so dumb i watched that movie and i like, the I, same like age, I like, so like yeah. i walked out of the theater and i said well, how are they going to continue the series now that they killed the killer? (laughs) And somebody's like, no, they killed the detective. The killer lived. I was like, oh, shit.
1: (laughs) Have you seen that Norman Reedus is getting his own show? From Walking Dead?
0: It's a Walking Dead show, yeah.
1: It's called the Daryl Dixon show, or something like that. Like, it's a really stupid.
2: That show ended like Oprah. It was like, and you get a Walking Dead show, and you get a Walking Dead show, and you get a Walking Dead show. I was pissed.
0: I did see a thing from I think New York Times, and they were talking about how bad the finale of Walking Dead was, but then they say, they're like, but it's not even really a finale, because they just split up no. the storyline into, like, three or four different shows, like, even, um, uh, I can't remember the guy, what's the guy from Love
1: Actually, played Rick, he- Rick when, Grimes, yeah. Him and familiar. Michonne have their own show that are coming out, and then- Well, they are then... supposed
0: to have their own movies, and then- The movies, they, yeah. The movies became- TV movies Shows? and then became miniseries or
1: something. Because, like, they never came out with the movies. and then, So they're giving Negan a show with the, the wife of the Asian guy who he clubbed the head in of. They're working together. And then Norman Reedus is getting his own show where he just drives around and helps people, I guess. Well, like, that show was, and...
3: like,
0: I did question how she would be okay to be with that guy and then i remember that the writing was so terrible in the show that it probably wouldn't make it wouldn't be satisfying anyways i I actually think they they
1: handled it well they did a good job of connecting them together
0: after season two
1: they did well that shows so bad i've watched all of it It's hard to watch. I haven't watched any of like the spin-off series. I started watching The Fear of the Walking Dead or whichever the the first spin-off they made and it was terrible. I only got through the first season. And then the other one they made, I didn't even bother with Walking Dead World or some shit like that. And now I've got these other ones. But the thing is, is that it was like like you said, like it wasn't just an unsatisfying ending. It was, hey, remember these characters that we introduced after we got rid of Rick and all this kind of stuff? Like, these new guys that you started following? Yeah, half of them are dead. We're just going to kill them, like, right now. And, uh, oh, yeah, this show's not really done. You have to watch, like, three other TV series now because this is just a bunch of incomplete stories. And it's literally, like, you're waiting for some level of payoff on some of these things. And you're just, like, there is no payoff. Like, you're forced to watch these shows. No, it's not okay. I don't want to spend another 10 years of my life watching these. listeners
0: are ripping their headphones off right now. They are.
1: Well, that's why it's your job to fix the audio.
0: I'm not. I'm going to leave it as is.
1: As is? Okay. But, like, do they really think, like, genuinely, do they really think that The Walking Dead is such who's a valued they? property like amc that yes, it's such a value
0: yes they make money off of it they definitely care about who's it.
1: making what like, i don't think who's watching it because i don't know anybody who still watches I it other than that's myself all
0: amc is making money from now
1: it's walking dead
0: in the history of amc they've only in my eyes have done three good shows which are breaking Bra- bad breaking bad mad men and better Call saul and everything else that i've seen like
2: And those did, like, fractions of the viewer numbers that Walking Dead does. Yeah, even Walking
0: Dead. Like, Walking Dead, the first couple seasons of it were, like, on par with Mad Men and Breaking Bad. Yeah. But that show peaks at, like, the sixth or seventh season of The Walking Dead. Like, it's getting huge viewership. But I've seen the numbers for, like, the last two seasons of The Walking Dead. And they're so terrible. It's like 1 million, 1.8 million people are watching the show. Like they're they lost all their viewers somewhere along the lines. Like no one's well, watching the show anymore. They
1: also make it impossible to watch. Like I've gone through fucking hell to watch like seasons of this show. Like it'll be it'll be like years before I'll get like the next part of a season. It's not even like a whole season. It's like you get part of a season. It's like fuck off with that shit. If you're gonna release a season in the middle of another season, two years after that season came out, like what's the point of like, why don't you just finish a whole season at least bare minimum, finish out a season and then give me two years. Like the The, the time
0: I think would have been the better person to continue making that series because yeah, I I haven't heard his ideas for the second season, which kind of like went back before the first season and it, it did include more actors from the mist because that's, That's how the guy rolls.
1: (laughs) I genuinely believe that the biggest mistake they made was letting Greg Nicotero take over that series. He's a fucking makeup artist. He's not a director. I know he thinks he's a director, but he's a fucking terrible director. Like, everything he directs is not good. So it's just like, I know his visual effects, because he's the the KNB is one of the guys from KNB like he's the founder of them I know his effects work is like top tier and I know he's like really interested in like his kills and that kind of stuff and the effects so he directing the the show
0: show were really good the first couple seasons and then they stepped away from the practical effects
1: well that's because Nicotero started directing and producing instead of doing the fucking effects work and helping like where he needed to be doing so it's just like I know a bunch of people from our school work on that show and I think a lot of them stepped away from it too. So,
0: I heard it was a rough show to work on because things. I wouldn't want to work e- in Georgia. E- egos swelled, and, and it was in Georgia. Yeah, it was the worst of all everything. The, you, I you can't think of
1: anything there. worse than working in the fucking swamps of Georgia for like months at a time. Like I lived in Florida, you know, there's and so like
0: much stuff that is in Georgia now. Like, yeah. Tyler Perry Studios is in Georgia, and I don't know if you watch Chuck, at least if you... I know you watched the show, but I don't know if you watched the last season of uh, Atlanta, but they have a, an episode where it's, like, they go to, like, fill in for Tyler Perry's, Perry Studios, and it is fucking hilarious. <laughs> he's, like, directing things from over, like, the PA system. Like, he's, like, the voice of God, <laughs> and they kidnap the one... <laughs> little girl in the show and she ends up starring in like twelve different Tyler Perry shows like over the course of the day. She the, the Zazzy Beads character uh she can't find the girl and
1: doesn't know where she went. Have you ever watched Boondocks, the T V show? Not
0: uh I've seen episodes of it, but I couldn't tell you anything about it.
1: <laughs> you need to see the Tyler Perry episode of that. That's really good.
0: And that's another thing, like Tyler Perry everybody says that he's terrible to work with and he really takes yeah. advantage of these people in at his studio where he has them working on like several projects at a time where if it was anything else they'd be paid for each individual product and they're not and he'll do weird things like he bought everyone's layaway at walmart and like so what that's just um a like a like a a public stunt to make him look good. If he really cared, he would just do it and not put his name on it.
1: Well, and that doesn't cost him anything. Like you said, it's just PA or PR.
0: If I could, if I could do nice things for people, I wouldn't want to broadcast it. Then I'd feel like it was a legitimate good thing for me to do. The minute that you're like taking pictures of yourself, feeding the homeless, then you lose
1: something. Do you guys watch a lot of TV? Like, do you think you watch as much TV as film, or do you think you watch more film than TV? I
0: I think I have a well-balanced breakfast. I'm (laughs) I'm behind on some shows, but every, like, best-of show in the last couple years I've probably watched. Maybe some newer shows I'm behind on. But, like, this year I watched all of Atlanta, so I'm caught up on that. Lord of the Rings, The Power of the Ring. Watched all that. Watched all of House of Dragon. Now, Westworld, I watched everything but the last episode. Oh,
1: I'm so mad about that.
0: I think the show's been pretty bad since, like, season three. And Season neat.
1: three was awful, but I didn't get to see season four because they already pulled it off HBO. Because as soon as they heard they were pulling it off, I'm like, oh, God, I got to go watch that. So I went to go watch Westworld, and it was taken off. And I was like, I can't believe you already took that off. Like, season four just finished. Like, it wasn't even out for a whole year. So I didn't even have a chance to see it. That's why I was like, I'm just going to watch Sopranos. Like...
0: You're not missing out on anything. It was. Terrible. No, I
1: know. Season three was dreadful. It was like borderline unwatchable. Four car-
0: carries it on. Four is not any better. It's like they went from being too complicated, which I think the second season was way too complicated. Not hard to follow, just like, compl- like muddled for no reason at all and then it, the third season and fourth season are like so simplistic i'm like did they just start following weird studio notes? yeah like your I, audience I, is I, stupider than you think so dumb it down a little season bit. Like, one know, was
1: like... season one was amazing it was like really well done the writing was excellent the acting was great everything was being executed really well in season one and then it just like crumbles to the ground. And I'm familiar with Westworld, like the original film and like the sequel, Future World, and all that stuff. So I had a lot of high hopes with the TV. Because as I was like, this is conceptually a really great idea for a TV show because there's Westworld, but then there's like the four other worlds that connect to it that you never get to see in the original film. So it was an opportunity to like create this like multiverse kind of crossover, like the other worlds start coming together. And you could have done like more you could have had ninjas fighting cowboys and it could have been like really fucking awesome and then roman centurions fighting cowboys and ninjas and like
0: is like notorious though for making terrible decisions like that um uh, deadwood's a perfect example of yeah during its third season it had more viewers than the previous season and they just shut that shit down and like literally one of the most heartening but kind of like actually kind of funny behind the scenes thing that I've ever watched is the complete series and David Milch, the creator, he's doing a tour of uh Deadwood and it's after the cancellation of the show and he's just so pissed. He's like a ten. He's like, here's where we would have burnt this down. That would have been a thing in season four if they would have fucking let me do it and he's just like that's him walking around doing and they kept it on the d V D, which I thought was that's amazing. Great. But uh yeah they do weird shit like that all the time, or I remember Boardwalk Empire after the second season they built they paid like sixty five million dollars to recreate this boardwalk and then tore it down and after that like season three on, they're using c g and they're not really like caring about it, but I mean at least they when they canceled that show they were like we'll we'll let you wrap it up in a final season where they're like, all right, we're gonna have to have a huge time jump because uh we're nowhere near the point of wrapping the show up where we wanted it to.
1: I think the greatest tragedy was Carnival and how it just stops right in the middle of one of the most interesting stories I've ever seen. No, that's that's probably one of each
0: season. It has a good arc and he's a good villain, but like it it ends where it needs to with him. But Which one? Uh, Carnival? Yeah. You're talking about the actor, right? Bobby I'm talking Carnival. about the show.
1: The show Carnival. Oh, you're
0: talking about Carnival? What?
1: Yeah.
2: What are, like, what what are, are you talking, talking about? about? Yeah. Jeez. Like
0: Carnival
1: got... I Two seasons and literally stops with the guy turning into the devil raising his arms up about in a cornfield Bobby and then
0: Carnavali who's in the no, third season because no,
1: no. you said it real weird. I was you, just like if it's one thing you should know, it's I never know actors' names. <laughs> I never <laughs> like, know that. They
0: got rid of him real fast, or they got rid of it real fast. So I'm like, yeah, but he had a whole season. Yeah. I would have <laughs> called whatever
1: character he played, I would have said that guy. Well the weirdest
0: thing was like in Boardwalk Empire, you had Rothstein and this big arc, and it's really crazy how they off the guy in real life, and then <laughs> there's like a seven year time gap, and he's already dead. They're just like, yeah, he died. We didn't, uh, we didn't show any of that or talk about any of it. He's just, he's dead now. It's 1931. Did you see Carnival? <laughs> no. Did you check or Rome? I didn't watch Rome either
2: no i know what it is really like, uh, like i've heard of it but i just uh, like so i knew what you were talking about because i was like because i i've seen that like i i have seen that on lists of it's probably why i've never watched it because that's always on lists of like shows that got canceled before they could like do like finish yeah. their story so i was like ah, i'm not gonna I mean, watch that if dead can't we'll got it if i can finish the story after 20
1: years <laughs> no like, like that yeah. carnival like stops mid-action i'm like it's so frustrating because it's one of the best shows i've ever seen but it literally just stops
0: deadwood does too dead the after the third season of deadwood it's like so many loose ends and the show's just done
1: well and then that's like uh what's that one spartacus blood and blood in the sand that was like one of the best shows i have ever seen and then the, the guy who played spartacus dies right after season one
2: yeah that's that's a weird one that like then they ke- they kept going on but then they had to like completely retool the show to not i couldn't even watch it someone because like
1: it was so far removed from what the first season was that there was no way to connect them together but i honestly think that the first season of spartacus blood and sand is so good and so cohesive on its own you could just watch that and not even worry about but that, not, and then like, not like not having a conclusion
0: gold. Curb your enthusiasm. All Kirby the McBride so good. shows have been great on HBO. Yeah,
1: everything on there is good, like that. Do, what, what do you watch, Chuck? Do you watch a lot of TV, or are you more movie oriented? Mm.
2: I don't know. I feel like I'm neither. I feel like I'm, I, yeah, I'm behind on everything. I don't watch anything on time. I haven't watched. I stopped watching uh, Westworld after season one. Didn't watch the Game of Thrones prequel. I don't watch anything. But then I also feel like I don't watch movies a lot either. So,
1: Did you finish any series this what year? I'm doing. Did you watch something to its completion?
2: Probably just Lord of the Rings. That was I was probably like, the it has to be Lord of the I've Rings because you year. were
0: sending me memes. And I'm like, these are memes only from people who yeah, yeah, have yeah. watched the entirety of the show. I'm
2: watching Lord of the Rings. I don't know. I find like, they're, like I, I'm more interested now. I even think it's like an attention span thing, but I do get bored of getting into like the everything, like has to be like huge and epic and i'm, I'm so tired of it i'm yeah. really tired of that so like i start like this year I've, I've yeah i have watched some shows that i've been getting more into and it's this it's the much smaller things like i watched reservation dogs on uh hulu that's a, that's great i love that show that's super fun and it's like a, that's a it's an interesting look at a community that does not get oh i know what you're talking about ever. yeah i
1: hear good things about that show yeah
2: it's that that show is amazing i love that show uh and then i'm watched i've watched uh mythic Quest. that's Did a great show bear? i've heard I've great heard things of, that's about a... the
0: bear and haven't watched that
2: yeah the bear is great the bear was probably my favorite show that i watched last year it has one probably the, the it has one episode that's 15 minutes long and it's one single take and that was probably like the best episode of i've seen in years it's it's a it's a show about a guy running his family restaurant in chicago okay and dealing with a lot of the psychological problems right. that Played come with trying like jeremy
1: allen white who was yeah.
2: another chicago allen character white from Shameless. Shameless. i was like yeah yeah he just he just goes I was right like is chicago. it about a
1: bear is it like a show where you follow a bear around? and then you're like there's a 15 minute episode and that, i was like i, I, I could be here was, for this
0: thinking of the chicago bears f- is it the name of a <laughs> restaurant or something
2: it's the name of the restaurant yeah it's just what they like called the restaurant and it's like uh yeah i don't know that's that show that show's amazing and it's it's yeah it feels like it could be just a sequel to shameless like it's all the characters on there feel like they could just be in a different part of chicago but they feel like they feel like they're in that same universe of their like not a lot of them are very good people they're all kind of like trashy uh and they get into some messed up stuff but but yeah, that show I really enjoyed last well, year.
0: Finish Better Call Saul because it
1: is good. It's one of the it best is. shows ever made. It is very I don't. Good. I can't get the final sure, season. I can't get access to it.
0: It'll be on Netflix in like five months. I don't know what's taking. I was yeah, like, I haven't pretty, bought pretty any. Quickly. I I still do the physical media. Obviously, you guys can see, and I was like, I held off on Better Call Saul, and they did like the complete series that came out at the beginning of December it's, like, a really shitty – they just threw all the discs, like, all the Blu-ray discs in it. And they – I forget what it was selling for. I think it, like, went down to, like, $125 or something. And everyone's like, they shot this show in 6K. Like, give us 4K at least, and we're not paying that much money for a
1: Blu-ray. That's outrageous, <laughs> yeah. That's really high.
0: And they didn't do anything I... special about it. They don't give a shit about that that show. AMC was just –
1: no, they don't, and it's probably better than Breaking Bad.
0: I, it probably is.
1: The writing on that show is absolutely incredible. It's because such a good show.
0: Everyone gets better. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, not just the cast, but these filmmakers get better. And I actually kind of like some of the behind the scenes things where some of the writers were like nobody's in in one Breaking Bad was going on. They hired like these people that wanted to be writers and probably did the you know some of the best work that they've ever done in their life with these people but it's just like a weird type of show too where those writers want to answer all the questions like they don't want any loose ends so like everything has to come back or has to play in like a really like plot holes. i think i'd be really I surprised think... if there's huge gaming plot holes in any of those shows
1: did you watch slip and jimmy the, the animated series no I hear of Jimmy is one of the worst TV shows ever made. Well, probably
0: because <laughs> the directors aren't, aren't doing anything really with it besides throwing a story together or saying as someone
1: you want who, with it. who watches every animated show ever, I won't even bother with that. I'm like, nope, I'm not not watching that one. You know, I was wondering though, do you have did, have you watched Breaking Bad again recently after watching Saul? Uh,
0: I've caught episodes, but I've not done like a whole rewatch of the whole show.
1: Cause I, I haven't, I didn't finish Saul, but I was like on season five. And one day I was like, I'm going to watch Breaking Bad again. And I've just like sat down and watched the whole series again. It's hard to watch Saul in that show knowing Better Call Saul. It kind of makes you wonder like it's how they. It's
0: like, a more tragic show because you have such a good character. Like, um, this guy that you really care about and you're like, like it's just getting worse and worse for this character.
1: Cause Saul like in breaking bad is a very weak willed character who doesn't have anybody's interests in mind. And he's just, he's just playing that lawyer type. Right. And
0: And he, and they give him depth in his own show. I also am a huge fan of, they don't do any sort of de-aging whatsoever so the prequel series, like, everybody looks massively older than they do yeah. in, in yeah. Breaking Bad. <laughs> yeah, like, absolutely. Um, they have uh, the guy that plays uh, Mike Trout, and it's like, you don't notice it from, you know, watching the show straight th- through. But if you watch Better Call Saul and you watch Breaking Bad, the guy's like, de-aged like 20 years natural. Like, <laughs> he looks yeah. so much older than that character. It's <laughs> so funny. Yeah, uh, I'm... Really looking forward to The Last of Us. Love that game, and I'm loving the cast. And I, I I'll watch like that it's, show. It's with good hands, and maybe it sucks. I don't know. It's
1: got it's got The Mandalorian on it. It's got The Mandalorian. I never played the games, so I don't have the attachment to any of it. So i'll be, be that better. person it
0: might be better if you haven't played
1: the game i don't know <laughs> that's what i was thinking i was like i'll be that person that goes in and i go oh i thought that was pretty good And like, oh my god it was shit because the game was better and it's just like that happens to me but you know i do it to other people so it goes back and forth i just i just finished watching all of adventure time you ever watch adventure time
0: i don't watch cartoons they're for kids uh,
1: yeah adventure <laughs> time's not this is one of the best shows I've ever I'm watched. being
0: the... funny. I, I'm I know. I'm being
1: mean. No, the writing on it was incredible. Like, I was really impressed how they got, like, 10 seasons of a, this kid's cartoon. And it's, like, everything that happens in the show, like, remains. There's, like, cohesion throughout the entire show. And everything, like, gets really deep and metaphysical. And it sounds I like you're all...
0: describing Arrested Development before it got canceled.
1: No. And then there's, like, the... There's like four little mini movies that they made after the series ended on HBO. They were really good too. It was a really good show. I recommend that one. And then I saw I talked about Cyberpunk Edge Runner. That was something I really enjoyed this year. Now I'm watching Sopranos again. What
0: were your favorite movies of of 2022 as so far? I mean, I know that we're not seeing everything until probably at least halfway through the
1: year. Are you talking about films that were released in 2022 yeah, or are you talking yeah. about films that we covered yes. on the show? Okay. I guess the whale had an impact on me, so I'll throw that one out there. Let me look at my list to be perfectly honest with you.
0: I was a big fan of the whale. I loved X and last night I watched Decision to Leave, Park Chan-wook, and fucking loved it. I, I don't know if Chuck watched it, but I'm like, I think Chuck will definitely love this movie no, too.
1: not yet. That new Texas Chainsaw was shit. I like Jackass Forever. <laughs>
0: jackass Forever. That'd be funny for was... like, what's the best movie of the year? We just all talk about Jackass Forever.
1: Jackass Forever was really fun. I enjoyed it. <laughs> the Batman I saw, but I fell asleep while I watched. I really uh, like Batman a lot. Chippendale, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 Those were both good. Bob's Burgers the movie. It was an episode of Bob's Burgers. It was fine beavis and butthead had their do the universe this year that was all right just looking at everything i saw northman that nah, was all right I, I watched a constantine animation that was really good i watch a lot of animation that's the thing like i said uh i watched a documentary about john McAfee that i really liked that I'm running gonna, with the devil
0: because of chuck i'm gonna see puss and boots the last wish wish tomorrow
2: there you go I'm barbarian was good
0: i might watch babylon before the end of the year but i i'm really turned off by three three hours of that movie
1: i really liked barbarian and uh the the new vhs was really good
0: yeah, i didn't watch vhs i've been hearing good things about it but barbarian, i love the vhs movies was pretty good
1: and then uh crimes of the future that was really good i really like that one weird owl that was really good <laughs> nope was good I, actually, I don't know if i talked about enjoying that movie you
0: smack talk jordan pill and then after you saw nope just with us you told us how great it was
1: it was really good I really like nope that's really creative i wasn't expecting it to be what it was and that's pretty much it uh, the new aqua teen movie came out this year and it was a real piece of shit and i was really disappointed Because, like, I let think, like, I mean, Walk of Hunger Force, you don't go in with an expectation. Like, it's not like. But they undid what they did for their series finale in a lot of ways with this. And it wasn't done in, like, a a way that I thought was, like, fun or or cool. And I didn't laugh the entire time I watched it. And I still paid, like, $22 for the Blu ray because it was the only way I could watch it. Because they were, like, pay $25 for streaming. And I'm like, I I felt when I watched
0: Violent Night. Violent Night was, like, there are some okay things in it, but I was like, the even an hour and a half, I thought it was too much of that movie. I was just like, it's just a like a one-off joke that they try to make last for an entire yeah. movie, and nobody's really that great <laughs> in it. I, I don't think, like, sorry, David Harbour, but I don't think you nailed this one. Uh, but I see people are like, like, oh yeah, man, I love that. It's going to be the new tradition watching this movie, and... I mean, more power to you. If you enjoyed it, you enjoyed it. I'm not trying to take that away from anybody, but... That it makes me not
1: like, want to watch it.
0: Yeah, a couple minutes into it, I'm like, uh, and then it really didn't get any better. It almost wanted to point out all like the best Christmas movies before its time, like Home Alone and Christmas Vacation and Miracle it's... on 34th Street. Like, it, I, those I hate references when's... in that movie.
1: I hate when a movie comes out and they go, this is going to be the new tradition. It's like, we'll fucking see.
0: I do watch, uh, I didn't watch it this year, but I've I've watched Krampus quite a lot. I don't think it's as good as Trick or Treat, but uh, I think it's like the comedic actors and everything that makes me come back to that movie. Like, it's not the, it's not really the best movie I've ever seen, (laughs) I've ever seen, but at, at the same time, it's, like, it it's just kind of having fun with itself.
1: This year has been, like, all that shit that they've been talking about as far as animation is concerned, like Beavis and Butthead and the new Aqua Teen movie. And there's been other stuff, too. But they've been finally, like, coming out with all these, like, movies that they've been promising, these based on, like, animated series that have gone away kind of stuff. And I, I got to be honest, like... They should have just kind of left a lot of this stuff alone. Like the Beavis and Butthead movie was... I always love Beavis and Butthead, so I can't say it was bad. But it wasn't good. It wasn't what I wanted. It wasn't what I would expect from Mike Judge. Oh,
3: it was but
0: fine. The show was better. The show the is great.
1: The show is excellent. Like I'm really here for the, the show. The show is really funny. And I love the show when they do the 50-year-old, like 40 and 50-year-old Beavis. and but Those are so good. And actually if that was the whole show was like them old on the couch, I would be a hundred percent here for that more so than I am seeing them as teenagers again. Cause it's so funny, the older stuff. Um, But the movie itself wasn't all that thrilling. And the new Aqua teen thing, they had some shorts that they released on the internet as well before the movie came out. And they were very cash grab. When I say that, you know what I mean? Like, same as before when i was talking about it it's not really that they're trying to get money from it but just they're not making it for the purpose of doing it for the fans it's more like how can we make money back from this in some way or something like that just never feels like fully authentic so
0: what's some of your favorite ones chuck
2: i couldn't even remember 90 percent of what i saw this year until lexi reminded me that it came out this year so i would say probably the two that i enjoyed the most or i don't know probably the batman and and nope those are probably the two that i like the most i did like the new puss in boots though i think you'll enjoy it too it's very fun it's, it's i think it's it's probably one of the better shrek movies out of that whole franchise yeah, it I, big like, puss in boots I, like I told you one, i didn't was... i didn't even remember what happened in that film i didn't rewatch it before going to see this one so which you really don't have to all you have to do is know that puss in boots is a cat that goes on adventures you don't you bet you pretty much almost don't even need to know that Shrek's a character because it, it's just it's so removed in its own thing like it, it vaguely shows stuff from the Shrek films and like flashbacks of his life but you could go into this film having not seen any of those but uh, I enjoyed that uh, like I told you they they kind of used that animation style that they started with uh, into the spider-verse which I like a lot and it gives it a, a really interesting effect uh, that I think they use really well in this film. That it at least makes it stand out. It felt different and called
1: cell shading.
2: Well, that they, yeah, they're finally people are finally using those techniques again. Oh, the Spider Verse ones go crazy. Yeah, that uses every kind they of have, like, technique that they can think to throw in there
0: and stuff that like would. I mean, it's computer, but it would be shit that you would actually see in hand-drawn animation.
2: That's probably the only like I, I we I think we've mentioned before like I don't get excited for movies anymore because I don't know they seem to disappoint more often than not. I agree. That's probably like the only the only movie that I'm oh, 100% yeah. excited for is, is the next Which Spider-Verse I, I'm film a because I, I just feel like I'm like I don't think they can let me down with well, that. I'm not
0: sure that. if anyone knows but it was advertised as like across the Spider-Verse part one and then they dropped the part one yeah. stuff so like is the part two like uh, just they're gonna give it a whole new title or something? I think they're just
2: changing the name. Yeah, they were. I can't remember. I think they said that they want to make it something different. It's almost like gonna be like the the way they've been doing the Spider-Man films, like Far From Home, Homecoming, No Way Home. Like they're all gonna be they're gonna have Spider Verse in the title, but it's gonna be like Into the Spider Verse, Across the Spider Verse, and then whatever. Maybe yeah, whatever the Spider-Man third one's gonna something. be. So yeah.
1: I noticed that nobody said they were excited for Avatar 2.
0: Excited for? It, have, it came out. It's, yeah. Yeah.
1: Did you happened. enjoy it? Yes. Was it your film of the year? No, it's not my film <laughs> of the year.
0: Honestly, I saw it in a packed theater, which blew my mind. The people I actually have showed up. I think the night of this recording, it's past its like $1 billion mark. So. Sorry, you're going to get all yeah. your other avatars, it looks like. Um, My buddy tried
1: to tell me to go see it in the theater because he well, really liked it. But then he also tried to tell me something about cancel culture again, and I was like...
0: So, <laughs> so Avatar the Way of Water. This, the third one's called like The Seed Bearer, which is a way better title, and I hope that they, they stick with it because everyone's like, what? Like, that's, that's what you're calling it. Um, The story is better because it's not that regurgitated you know, dances with wolves story again. I think he might be focused too much on like some of the set pieces and the visual effects, but I think you are definitely seeing some of the most impressive visual effects that you've ever seen in your life that, you know, you know, it has to be visual effects, but like there's a human character in it and the internet's going crazy over it because they hate this character, which is fine. They hate the person, all like, hate the character, all that you want. But like, people have also brought up like they can't understand how seamless this person fits into everything. Like when they touch him or he interacts with everything, they're like, it doesn't look like he's in like this green screen world. Like there's a shot shot where they're on this water thing and the the Jake Sully character is like wrapping this leather strap around his hand. It's like. How that looks so real, I I couldn't explain. There's also a whale in this movie that has a better character character than most movies that I've seen this year. Everyone
1: Um, keeps going, go see it in 3D. You have to go see it in 3D. And I'm like, that's what they said when the first Avatar came out. You have to go see it in 3D. And I was like, yeah, it's not that impressive.
0: I do think that it is a great experience film. And I definitely think if you're not seeing it on the biggest screen, you're not seeing it in 3D, that might take some of it away. But I still think you're going to be impressed with the shit that you see. If you're a big fan of Cameron, um, the last act is like him just showing off that he's like, I'm the best fucking action director that there's ever been. Like it's just these amazing set pieces after set pieces, but I mean, not everything in that movie works. I so used Quentin to Weaver. be
1: obsessed with Cameron. I don't think I am anymore. Well, how
0: can you be obsessed? He doesn't make he makes a movie once every twenty years. He's
1: exactly you know, when I was a kid growing up, he was like my my all time him and like I was really into him and um, George Lucas. They were like two of my favorite directors because they were like the guys who did the big effects stuff. I hate so. to
0: tell you this, but George Lucas is not a good director.
1: <laughs> okay. THX 138 is a fucking amazing movie, but other than that, no, he's not a very good director. Because, like American Graffiti, it's not a very good like film, but it's shot really well. Like it's a beautiful film to look at. Nobody talks about like the car stuff and like how authentic it is. So it's really good at getting the era authentic. But like the meat of that film is like just boring as all yeah, hell. Like
0: we talked about that movie with James and. He would keep bringing up how he he was like, Dazed and Confused has got nothing on this movie. And I'm like, Dazed and Confused is like... Oh, it's a much better better film. That's a great
1: movie. (laughs) Uh, Dazed and Confused is an excellent slice of life film. Cameron's
0: like, I think he's like in his 60s. And I get his idea of like what he's doing with Avatar, why he's doing so many of them. Because he has these kids that he wants to be kids for like three or four movies and he just want them to age so that's why he wrote all these scripts back to back to back but to basically
2: yeah right he needs to make these movies before they cut off they that gotta, money
0: yeah before they cut off the money and pe- what if people and like he said if people aren't interested then people aren't interested he won't make the movies anymore but um it, it's like it's his push it's not the studios push or like if it was the studios push i think they would have pushed it a long time ago like you better write avatar 2 right now Uh, Well, Avatar is still hot and people want to see it.
1: I know this is going to sound silly in a lot of ways, but like I just couldn't bring myself to spend the amount of money that James Cameron has spent to make Avatar 2. I couldn't feel good about myself as a filmmaker that I I spent. People are literally starving and like dying in this country.
0: That's our interest. That's our industry. but I would and you spent
1: a billion dollars on a fucking. I mean, most of it was space technology. Pocahontas.
0: Most of it was technology, and most of it was probably COVID protection. And I guarantee you that whatever follows, three, four, whatever, you know, whatever movies he has, all the technology and everything spent on it already. So I don't think that they're going to cost nearly as much as this movie has cost.
1: How much did Nope cost to make? Because you know what, that movie looked great. Uh, you have could, have, no you could have asked
0: me because I worked with the producers on the last movie that I worked on. They all came off of Nope.
1: Like I don't know, they're both space movies. You know, why does one only cost twenty million? <laughs> I guess one's like obviously, I know the answer to that, but you know what I'm saying. Like I just one's a good movie. One is three and a half hours long, long, cost a billion dollars, and is only really a good film to people who don't know anything about film. Sorry. No, I
0: disagree.
1: It's the most basic script writing. There's no, like, interesting character development. There's no interesting anything. It's nothing I haven't seen before. I'll
0: give you all that for for Avatar (laughs) 1. I probably would not have decided to make a whole franchise out of it, but the second movie is better than the first movie, and it is made by a skilled filmmaker for sure. And I'm not defending it. Like, I didn't care one way or the other when I went to go see that movie. If, uh, if it was bad, it was bad. i would tell you it was bad. I mean, it is it is a long fucking movie. It's over the three-hour mark. But no one gave a shit in my theater.
1: That's crazy. I just... I, uh... I, I mean, I, I have
0: to give it to Cameron a little bit because I think that he understands audiences still I don't know how I don't know like the science like all these studios been trying to figure out for years and Cameron's has some sort of method or pattern down although he did admit that um, the last Terminator movie that he produced wasn't as big as he thought because he's like nobody cares about old Arnold Schwarzenegger or old Linda Hamilton
1: he's wrong no he's not we do no one
0: saw the movie I thought it. I thought that that movie was probably one of the best sequels. But
1: I was going to say the same thing. I was like, I hate admitting that I liked it. You know what? I thought. They're talking about the new one with Linda Dark Hamilton. Fade or something. Yeah. The um, terrible
0: title. <laughs> terrible title. S- Worse than the some, Way of water.
1: <laughs> some of the best CG I have ever seen in a movie was that Terminator. Those Terminators but, um, were amazing looking.
0: But me, Chuck had a really good point after we saw that movie, uh, or. I, think, I don't know. Well, you we talked about it. But we were talking about how, like, they don't change anything. It's the same movie over and over and over. Right. Again. like, three, four, five, six, nothing's changed. And we were like, they just need to make, like, let the Terminators win for once. Like, widely, like, drastically change how you think that movie's going to go.
1: I really loved the initial script that the one that, what's the one that McG directed? The, the... the... Jeff, the the Jeff. one that's in the future, yeah, salvation. salvation.
0: Oh, he did salvation. Sorry,
1: yeah. Sorry, I uh, I really wanted to be here for that film because the initial I read the initial script that they had for it, and it was supposed to be that John Carpenter or not John John Carpenter John, John Connor. Connor John Connor dies, and that they use that robot that looks that can like mimic the mimic robot yeah that's the,
0: Sam Worthington and
1: know, they were supposed to Avatar. they were supposed to have him just become John Connor and I was like I like that idea because when you think of like the mythos of the terminator films I was like John Connor doesn't have to be alive but Skynet needs the idea of John Connor to be alive so that the people will keep doing what they do in order for Skynet to continue living and functioning. Cause he does need like without John Connor, Skynet kind of can't really function, but he doesn't need physical John Connor himself. He just needs the I concept mean, of John Connor.
0: Ending, it just, it didn't test well. And I don't know if they put all the effects into it or not, but uh, I like it that sh- one actually shows that they've, they've kind of wussed out because uh, I think John Connor gets like stabbed like dramatically through the chest or the heart yeah and and somehow lives and it's like clearly like well then they give him the
1: robot heart instead which i was like they should have just killed john and then realized that they had the mimic robot and just used that you talk
0: about terminator i think like terminator one and two are good from beginning to end great from beginning to end three has a great ending but nothing else really and 4, I think, is pretty decent until the end. Like, the robot, yeah. uh, Helen Baum Carter explaining everything was like, what the that was fuck so is dumb. happening? So dumb. Genesis is probably the worst from beginning to the end. Yeah. And then uh, Dark Fate was like, we're going to fall back on everything that everybody loves about the series, but it just didn't, uh, it didn't
1: catch. The, be- the best Terminator thing I've ever seen outside of the first two films was the Fox TV series.
0: The Sarah Connor Chronicles. Sarah story. Connor
1: Chronicles. That was an amazing show. So well done. And it had that chick from Firefly playing a Terminator. And she was badass in it. I swear, you put her in it and the show gets fucking canceled in two seconds flat.
0: Because of her two canceled shows. At least that show had a second season.
1: It did. It didn't have any conclusion either, which is really frustrating. Um, what are you looking forward to watching in 2023?
0: There's a new Ari Aster movie with Joaquin Phoenix. I think that will probably be good. There's a new Wes Anderson movie and the new <laughs> Scorsese, and a new Scorsese movie. Um, What's the Scorsese one? The Killers of the Flower Moon, which he's made for Apple. He's like, I don't know why it's so expensive. I need to read the book. I st- it's like I'm like I haven't read the book yet, and they just keep giving me more time. They're like it's coming out next year. It keeps getting pushed back.
1: Mm.
0: Sequel wise, I'm like with Chuck across the Spider Verse. I'm pretty excited about that. So we'll probably be let down. It probably won't be any good. Um
1: and do Duke... just so you know, I also want to see that one. The the spider one. I liked the spiders. The... You know, yeah. I don't like anything with spiders. I like Frack... the spiders.
0: Arachnophobia into the uh, spider verse, whatever uh. you have.
1: Oh, it's all spiders. It's all good. No, I like the first uh, the first CG. But yeah, Spider-Man. I can't remember,
0: can't remember what else. Uh, Dune 2. I'm definitely Dune 2, I really...
1: That. Are we going to cover that on the show? Yeah, think? we'll
0: cover both Dunes.
1: Oh god, we have to do the first one again? Okay.
0: We didn't do the first one. You did I the
1: first know, one. I know. I know. It was and good, you were though. Like,
0: You're not going to cover it? I'm like, we'll wait till 2023 when we have the whole movie.
1: That's, that's fair. I do want to see how There's that ends brought shit. together.
0: There's a lot of sh- Look, Chuck's birth month is june and we usually see a movie on his birthday and it feels like everything's coming out on his birthday it's like beast wars i can't remember what how they're calling it transformers like the secret secret of the beast (laughs) i I do want to see that one that's coming out around his birthday and like he always takes to see transformers movies uh spider verse comes out then the new indiana jones comes out then oh yeah that's right um we're getting a, the new Mission Impossible. I think that's probably like a July movie for all I know. God,
1: they're still making those. I can't believe it. Was
0: this well, is there's the eighth apparently one? apparently only two more. No, it's seven and then eight. They filmed them back to back. They're Dead Reckoning 1 and Dead Reckoning 2, I guess. Does,
1: does the new Fast and Furious come out
0: this year? Yeah, that's coming out this year. Fast X okay or Fast 10. I don't know.
1: Then I'm looking forward to that.
0: Um, and that's supposed to be kind of like the uh, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning thing. This is supposed to be like the first part of the two-part finale of the whole series. Oh, I guess. God damn it!
1: So it's really going to be eleven movies, but we're supposed to think that the last one's broken up into two movies. Well, it's
0: going to run into it's going to be like a Final Fantasy thing. You'll have uh, X two or something. <laughs> oh, it won't be eleven. It'll be ten part two. I guess.
1: Nobody, nobody wants you to drag this out.
0: I think everybody does. I'm waiting for them to bring Paul Walker back through CG. I think I like that, that Vin one. Diesel's done being respectful. <laughs> I think that it's <laughs> gonna end up packaged. There's one spot. I mean, I in... saw something else that they keep. They brought back. They're bringing back like another dead character, and I'm like, this show is so. Fu-. The movie series is so funny because literally every at this point, every single person that they've killed off is is not
1: dead. Right, it's so stupid. There's one point in part, part seven is the one where Paul died. Right, mm-hmm. there's this shot in it where uh, he turns his head to the left and then he turns his head to the right real quick, and like the CG head that's attached to the body like bobbles weird. It turns one way while the head mm-hmm. moves another. <laughs> that was I was a, like, I mean, we need more scenes we'll like probably that. End up
0: discussing all these movies. But seven was, how are they gonna do it? Like, how are they gonna how's the cg gonna come off and they had a lot of shots where he's like out of focus in the background like putting the kid in the van or something as they talk about him in the foreground and i'm like um not that i'm not that impressed we'll see but i did cry at the end when they go their own separate ways they
1: they got really lucky though that paul walker died while james (laughs) wan was working on their movie because if there's one guy who knows how to work with ghosts
0: that's a terrible joke
1: it, it's true though. He's uh, a shockingly tell, tell, competent tell director. That.
0: Tell him that. Be like, you know what? You, you know how you're really lucky because Paul Walker died on during your movie. That's how you're lucky.
1: And he's like, he's like, he, he was. He's got him in the Conjuring. So the next Conjuring movie is about Paul Walker's ghost. <laughs> Chuck, what are you excited about next year?
2: Just Spider-Man. Just Spider-Man.
0: I guess that's what we'll see for your birthday.
1: I don't really think I have anything other than a new Fast and Furious that I care about. I care about Transformers. I like Transformers. I don't know what's coming out that would interest me though. Like I don't know anything about like horror movies or anything like that. Well, that uh, we'll, we'll
0: get our Maxine action. movie.
1: Yeah, is that the third part to? x
0: yeah
1: i haven't seen uh pearl
0: you have to see pearl or maxine won't make any sense actually i'll tell you what
1: that's true or not you can i don't know it, without it. i don't know too many people who like x i know if you're like a big fan of Go it on the I,
0: internet, man
1: it, I, it, like i'm talking about like when i'm in person like talking to people i'm like oh did you see x like good yeah, i didn't like it and i'm just like okay I don't disagree with you. Like, I'm sure, like the internet does love it, but like it was really funny. I've talked to people
0: Just... too when I've said that I've found a lot of enjoyment in that movie, and they're like, "Oh, you know what? I really liked it too." Like, it, it like in my honest opinion, I think it was. I'm sorry, sacrilegious, better than the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, although it's a huge homage to the Texas Chainsaw
1: Massacre. I can't, I can't in good conscience give you that one. I think it's but a I'll... unique film where it's really more of a romance in a lot of ways like romance is the forefront to it than the actual horror but i mean I'm not, all...
0: i don't really go to bat for all these films either like i i like the movie i don't care if anyone else liked the
1: movie at all no i don't either i, I get you
0: like if your favorite movie in the world is is violent night or you know whatever then it's your favorite movie enjoy it i'm not trying to take that away from you
1: it's like i always say to people i'm like what's what's the best what's the best band in the world the best band in the world is your favorite band whatever it is because film and music is subjective it's subjective so the best is really I mean, if you're talking like from a technical standpoint, then we can have a technical conversation. But if you're saying like, "What is the best movie in the world?" It's like whatever you think the best movie in the world is is what it if is. If it's
0: technical this year, I think it has to be a decision to leave.
1: I don't know that one.
0: You got to get movie <laughs> or whatever it's called.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's the one you're telling me it's, about it's today.
0: Really impressive. Like it's, it's got that same kind of cg that zodiac had where you i mean besides the shots like you know that they couldn't pull that off any other way that uh they utilize the cg but otherwise you can't tell
1: do you have any other questions for us justin
0: i don't have questions for you
1: you said you did at the start of this episode you did
0: I guess the biggest question I have is where you would most like to see this podcast go.
1: What
0: what kind of things would you like to go? Is there anything that we've done in the last year that you really liked that you wish that we would have more episodes like that episode? Either conversation-wise or the final product was really good.
1: Uh, Chuck, do you have any thoughts?
2: I wasn't even listening to what he just said.
1: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I didn't like how the Freddy Got Fingered episode went, but I really liked how the whale episode went as far as the conversation was concerned. And I also really liked the Serpent and the Rainbow conversation. So I feel like maybe this is just me, but I feel like when I get to be like one-on-one with one of you guys, that we get these like really solid, good kind of deeper conversations. But maybe when like all three of us are there that, I don't know, sometimes it feels like it slips more and like you guys are really good conversationalists. And when the conversation's good, it's excellent. And, so there's this like thought in my head that like every conversation is going to be pretty solid, pretty good. So I let my like defenses down a bit going into stuff, and I realized I probably should have done more to make that episode better and, and tried harder on my end. But like we have some really good conversations on here, and I think like one thing that's nice is that. <clears throat> you allow more like being open and honest about like yourself and that kind of stuff, instead of just making it like a te- top top, like a t- topical conversation about film. Do you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. I, I feel like there's a way you got to to engage the audience and I just try to have a conversation that's hopefully interesting. Um, which I guess is not because Chuck has fallen asleep or unengaged in in some way.
3: Yeah.
0: But yeah, when there's three people, we have a chance to, we kind of like have longer pauses, which end up getting cut out because we are trying to see who's going to speak or how we're going to direct the episode a little bit. And uh, that usually gets cut out, so the audience doesn't end up hearing it. So even the worst conversation, we can make flow in editing.
1: I also have a tendency of not liking negative space so when it feels like nobody's talking i'll also panic and i'll start i'll start talking about nothing
0: well that's probably what our intentions
1: are to make you panic i mean sometimes it definitely is i love
2: negative space (laughs) what's that chuck (laughs) i'll sit here in silence for the entire time
0: wait you have anxiety when we don't talk and then chuck's just like dead silent He's just he's just tapping his fingers together like a villain.
2: No, don't, don't do that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I always get anxiety when it's like too quiet. I have to have like noise.
0: Oh, uh, you do have noise. you've had crickets.
1: They haven't chirped today. Oh, I got a cat yes, purring. they
0: have they have had they no, have I've heard them while that's talking, really funny. I haven't heard them at all. Well, what's funny about it is you have this frog and we I don't know. I try to cut out the crickets the best that I can. You know, when you're not talking, I cut out the crickets. But when you're talking, there's crickets. And I like the long pauses with actual crickets because it makes it awkward. And <laughs> I, I think that that's how the podcast needs to be. Awkward as all hell with literal so, crickets.
1: So just make sure I always have crickets in my home as opposed to putting them in the other room like I did the other day. Yeah, I think so. That's so funny.
0: But no, that was just a little hangout episode. Sorry if it ran long, but if anybody's interested in these type of things, maybe we'll do it more often. I don't think once a month. It's just like, whenever the fuck we want to, or if you want to have more of an in-depth conversation about Harry Potter or something, we can do that.
1: I mean, I'm here for that. There's definitely more of a conversation to have about it that doesn't involve talking about the movies. I could probably pull up some information instead of just winging it from the hip. Which I do on this show. I don't ever look anything up. Even though I have a computer in front of me.
0: I mean, I think if we do cover something like J.K. Rowling, we should at least split it into 11 episodes.
1: That's a lot of episodes, man.
0: I know. And we'll just title it after every movie that's been made so far.
1: How many movies are there? Uh, Eleven. Why are there? I thought there was only six. There's 11 of them. Harry Potter? Yes. What comes after six? Seven. What's seven called?
0: Deathly Hallows Part One.
1: I thought that was six. Six is the Half
0: Blood Prince.
1: Oh my God. And and the 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 Deathly Deathly Hallows last book, right?
0: Yeah, but they keep going after that.
1: So what comes after that one?
0: the fantastic beasts where the final
1: that's not harry potter that's like prequel it's a wizarding world
0: <laughs> it ties in yeah i guess we'll decide on how we're releasing our episodes but as of now the whale's the only one recorded it'll either be the first or the last of this month which is going to be a free-for-all which is just us talking about whatever the hell we want so we each pick a movie no theme whatsoever you know the drill i do So thank you for listening, and we'll be back in a week or so.
1: Bye!
2: All right, that was our episode. Thanks for listening.
0: Cinema de More, follow us on Facebook and Twitter to stay up to date with news and information on upcoming episodes. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, Pandora, Alexa, or iHeartRadio. It would be greatly appreciated if you subscribe to our podcast on your platform of choice. We also appreciate feedback, so rate us, review us, and let us know what you think. And above all else, thank you for listening.